Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to share the Word of God with you today. Before I start, I want to encourage you to stay connected. You know, the way we are able to live a victorious life is when we are connected through community groups. So if you haven't, sign up. And also by serving God and serving one another. So if you haven't yet, I want you to find your ways to be connect, remain connected and serve God and each other. Amen? I want us to start with uh, prayer. Father, I thank you so much for your grace upon this season. Lord, even though we feel so out of control, God, even though we feel so weak, we are faced with our weakness in this season as a country, as a household, and even as individuals, Lord. But Holy Spirit, we ask that you would open our eyes, that you, put, you would empower our hearts to draw near to you and be empowered in your power, in your spirit. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Today, I want to talk about the wilderness power. You know, there's something about dryness in the wilderness that releases the power of God. I want us to look at three different um, areas in the scripture. First, why don't you open your Bibles to Luke chapter 4 verses 1 through 2 and 14. So if you have your Bible, open it up, okay? Or I guess you could look at the screen. It says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Everybody say wilderness. Where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. Verse 14, after going through the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Everybody say, power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. I want you to open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 through 10. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardship, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Can you say that? Can you declare that right now? For when I am weak, then I am strong. Lastly, Hosea chapter 2 verses 14 through 15. Therefore, behold, I will allure her will bring her into the wilderness and speak comfort to her. I will give her her vineyards from there and the valley of Achor as a door of hope. She shall sing there as in the days of her youth, as in the day when she came up from the land of Egypt. 
there's something about the dryness in the wilderness that you and I experience. If we do it right, it will release the power of God in and through us. You know, have you ever seen something being misused? Think about it. What if you saw someone using the toilet as like a water faucet and that's where they got their water every day to drink? What if you saw someone use a nice comfortable bed as the storage rack and slept on the floor and complained every day to you that their back hurt? You know, what I realized in this season that as sons and daughters of God, we have been, you, yes, you, you and I have been misusing the wilderness experience, okay? You know, isn't it crazy that when you are faced with your weakness, wilderness equals you, you facing your weakness, hmm? Wilderness is when you are not able to function normally, okay? Right? Our whole country, right, is put in the wilderness season, right? I mean, starting with pandemic, right? And then the, the race, you know, race wars and politics and now fire and hurricane in the other parts of the country. It's like we have been put in this wilderness season as a whole nation, you know? But the crazy thing is this. We tend... We tend to have this tendency to give ourselves a license or this permission to do wrong things, to give, us, give ourselves permission to sin, do things that are harm, harmful to ourselves when we are struggling, when we are faced with wilderness. Think about it. You know, usually when you get into a fight with your loved one or when you're feeling discouraged, you know, instead of seeking the face of God, we tend to give ourselves permission to just, just veg out, you know, watch Netflix all day, all night, drink, click the wrong thing on your computer. You know, we tend to give ourselves license to do things that further pushes away from the presence of God. Hmm? The right purpose of the wilderness is for us to learn how to draw near to God. Hmm? Learning to draw near to God in our weakness, in our wilderness. Hmm? Learning to sit still and wait on the Lord, when you are feeling dry, when you are feeling weak, when you are feeling alone, when you are feeling lost, that God is blessing us with an opportunity, a divine opportunity to sit and wait and receive His Spirit the wind of the Holy Spirit to come wash us, to heal us, to, to remove every hindrances and false identities that we've been living with. Hmm? How? How do we build up this ability to draw near to God in this 
wilderness. How? Do we pray harder? Do we pray in tongues for an hour? You know, we Benjamin and I recently had a meeting with our um, mentor, Pastor Mike Perkinson, and we were talking to him about these weaknesses, you know, that has been highlighted in this season. And he was saying, Sonny, you don't pray in tongues for an hour and get set free from those broken areas in your heart. You know what you do? You come to God. You lean towards God in your weakness. You know, often we tend to pacify. We tend to console ourselves when we are faced with struggles. And he was saying, Sonny, you got to fight that temptation to console yourself in the season of wilderness. How do we console ourselves? Eat lots of ice cream, watch a lot of things. Hmm. He was saying before we make a phone call, before we console, or one of the ways that our nation have been doing is judging others. We personalize our pain, after all these, you're saying that? And we objectify their pain. And by doing so, we dehumanize others. And in a sense, when we do that, we are consoling ourselves. And the key is this. When you are going through a wilderness season, the key is fighting the temptation to console our souls and to lean towards our desolation, lean towards God and inviting God in our weakness, inviting God in our lostness, inviting the Holy Spirit in our wilderness and allow God <laughs> to release His Spirit. You know, when you are in wilderness, there are two forces at work. One force is the divine purpose that he did not bring you to this wilderness because you did something wrong. It's not to harm you. It's not to punish you, but it's a divine appointment. It's a divinely set time to set you free, to heal you, to empower you. But there's also hmm, demonic force trying to accuse you that you're a failure, you better isolate yourself. You better give up. What's the use of trying? What's the use of serving God? What's the use? There's two forces coming after you. What does the Bible say? Resist the devil and draw near to God. Hmm? The key is not to console, but to face our desolation. Hmm? Think about it. When you look at Jesus in the wilderness, he came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. Dryness in the wilderness releases the power of the Holy Spirit. For when I am weak, I am strong. When I am weak, I am strong. You know, one of my favorite uh, author is Henry Now, and he calls this wilderness experience the furnace of transformation. Let's read this together. There, okay, he was tempted with three compulsions of the world, 
to be relevant, turn stones into loaves, to be spectacular, throw yourself down, and to be powerful. I will give you all these kingdoms, the enemy said. However, there, Jesus affirmed God as the source of his identity. You must worship the Lord, your God, and serve him only. Hmm? Solitude is the place of the great struggle and the great encounter. Great struggle and great encounter. As long as we don't run away, we don't walk away from this wilderness experience. The struggle against the compulsions of the false self and the encounter with the loving God who offers himself as the substance of the new self. Hmm? Holy Spirit can console you and I as we live in our desolation, in our brokenness, and invite Jesus into our wilderness. Don't you want to come out of this season, 2020, in the power of the Holy Spirit? I do. I don't want to come out of this season, 2020. Mm, I don't want to come out, uh, what's the word? I don't want to come out in anger. I don't want to come out in depression. I don't want to come out in hopelessness. I don't want to come out of 2020 out of disillusionment. You know what? I want to come out of this season in the power of the Holy Spirit. Hmm? St. John of the cross describes this season, your wilderness season, as the dark night of the soul. Dark night of the soul. Hmm? Now, and then Richard Foster also said, he talks about uh, the dark night of the soul, our wilderness experience. Let's see what he says. Okay? This is what he says. According to Richard Foster, the dark night involves a sense of dryness, aloneness, even lostness. Everybody feeling dry lately? Anybody feeling alone lately? Hmm? Anybody feeling lost lately? Okay. One will find oneself being anything but good. One feels empty and useless. Do you feel empty and useless? Are, are, is he talking about you and I? It is a time where one feels hopeless and cannot seem to find God. It almost feels like God has abandoned and turned his back on me. Even when there is a flush of initial success, there is an inevitable letdown, and with it a desire to abandon the pursuit altogether. Yeah? The purpose of this darkness, the purpose of 2020, the purpose of your wilderness experience is not to punish you or to afflict you, but to set you free. It's a divine appointment. It's a privileged opportunity to draw close to the divine center. Instead of fighting and running away from this dark night of the soul, Instead of, yeah, running away, you don't want to face when 
face this anxiety and fear instead of running towards something else to console yourself instead of fighting back running back we have to learn to be still and wait wilderness experience you're gonna feel pain you're gonna feel confused you're gonna feel insecure depressed dry alone lost empty useless and abandoned hmm? i just sense the holy spirit just 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 pursuing after our souls i remember um back in fuller seminary i experienced this another level of wilderness let me tell you a little bit about it you want to hear about it so in college, I was this, you know, very happy, full of joy, you know, like everybody saw joy in me, right? And I got straight A's. I mean, I received a lot of awards, you know, like I, I was this faithful student who, who was a youth leader, who served God faithfully, you know, like I, I felt so good about who I am in Christ and I was serving God during college. And I go to seminary, and everything shifted. I got sick. I had to get a surgery. I was all alone. I didn't feel spiritually alive. I felt isolated. I felt alone. I felt depressed. Waking up just to go to work, waking up just to go to school was so difficult. And I remember thinking, what's wrong with me? This is not me. Why am I like this? Back in college, everybody knew a strong Sunny, happy Sunny. Here at Fuller, everybody thinks I'm a depressed person. Everybody thinks I'm a weak person. I don't want to be known as this. What is going on? on and i remember studying henry now and reading a uh, richard foster a uh, reading shelly trebesh who wrote a book called isolation i just studied about this dark night of the soul and god started to show me that i'm not in this season because i did something wrong i'm not in this season because you know, all of a sudden i realized i'm nobody i'm a failure no i was put into this season because God was drawing me close to him. God was removing these layers of false identities that I had lived with my life. I'm a strong sonny. I'm a faithful sonny. I'm a smart sonny. I, I, right? I'm a healthy sonny all these layers that I found my identity in, God just layer after layer, he took it off. And I just stood naked before God. God, God, this is, this is who I am. I'm nothing. You still love me? You still want to use me? And you know what God said? I love you. I see you, Sonny. And you're beautiful to me. And in that wilderness, I was able to find truly who I am in Christ. That I don't have to work for his love. I don't have to work for huh, how valuable I am. That I am already loved and that I am already 
valuable to God. I was looking at Exodus and Numbers, and I thought, what can we learn about Israelites being in the wilderness? I want you to look at it. We're going to actually learn what not to do when you are in wilderness. And I'm going to quickly go through this. In Exodus 14, this is the first day God delivered the Israelites from Egypt, from slavery. First day, guys. First day in Exodus 14, they complain. In wilderness, complaining is not is what we should not do okay they complained when they saw pharaoh and his army and they said did you bring us into the wilderness to die huh why couldn't you just live us alone hmm three days after they left egypt exodus 15 people when they couldn't find anything to drink you know what they did they complained what are we supposed to drink Hmm? 15th day of the second month after they left Egypt in Exodus 16. What do they do in the wilderness? They complain. Do I need to go on? They complain. Why didn't God just let us die in comfort in Egypt? They forgot. They cried out to God to, to deliver them from Egypt. And when God did so in the wilderness, which is a process that people have to go through before they enter into the promised land. Hmm? <laughs> Exodus 17. What did they do? Complained again. Okay, why did you take us from Egypt? Uh, you asked. Okay. Did you take us out to die of thirst? Is God with us or not? In the wilderness, the enemy will tempt you. To question, is God for you? Is God with you? Did God abandon you? We have to be careful not to question God in the wilderness. Okay? In Exodus 19, God makes, right, covenant with his people. He reveals himself to them. He says, I will be your God and you will be my people. And while Moses was receiving the 10 commandments, you know what? Right after they said, yes, Lord, we will serve you. Yes, Lord, we will follow your ways. Yes, we make covenant with you. Right after that, you know what they did? They made an idol and they drank and they partied. And three thousand people died that day you know what's crazy nobody died when they complained before a covenant but after you make a covenant we have to be careful we have to be careful not to test and question and sin hmm? in the second year on the 12th day of the second month you know what they did they fell into grumbling about their hard life. Oh God, this is too hard. Uh, does it remind you of anybody lately? Oh God, pandemic was too hard and now this and that, right? When we fall into grumbling about hard life, you know what we're saying? We are turning away from our trust in God. And we're questioning, God, did you bring us into 2020 to kill us? God, 
Did you bring us to 2020 to divide us? What's going on? We have to learn not to fall into grumbling and complaining. I could go on and on, guys. Numbers 14, they wailed all night. They grumbled against Moses and Aaron and God. You should have just let us die in Egypt. You look at it. Let's pick a new leader, right? I mean, I could go on and I'm just going to really go uh, really fast. Numbers 21, they became irritable. Does that remind you of anybody in this season? People became irritable and they spoke out against God and Moses. Family, friends, we are going through a wilderness right now. But let's be careful. Let's be careful to honor God, to trust God in this season. I could go on and on and on about how Israelites, as they walked 40 years, 40 years in the wilderness. Why? Why 40 years? Because, because they did not know how to draw near to God. They wanted to console they wanted to pacify their hardship, their hearts. They wanted to run away instead of coming near to God. <clears throat> so, I want to share with you what God's been speaking to me. As some of us have been just praying every Friday night, all night. There are three things that God's been speaking to me prophetically, and I, would, I want to share that with you today. First thing is this. God showed me as I was praying, laying a man laying on an operational operation table, uh, having a surgery. And I remember myself on that operation table. God, what if, what if I don't have enough wisdom God, what if I choose wrong? God, what if I can't? God, what if, what if, what if? And I remember in that prophetic vision, God says, Sonny, when someone's in an operation, in a, a, a having a surgery, the success of that surgery is not dependent upon the patient. It's not dependent upon the patient, but upon the doctor. The only thing the patient has to do is lay lay be still don't get off the table don't leave the operation room god is saying i am your doctor and i am doing a great and deep work in your soul will you trust me so i'm asking you family i know you're faced with your weakness anxiety some of you physical pain and you can't seem to break out but God is saying, I understand how hard it is for you. But will you trust me? Will you remain on that surgical table and allow me to do a great and deep work in you? Another uh, vision that God showed me was climbing the mountain. And he kept uh, showing it to, uh, to me through uh, scriptures after scripture. You know, in, um, in Matthews, it says that Jesus climbed the mountain to be alone with God into the night. 
And then I kept reading in Exodus over and over again, God calling Moses, Moses, come climb the mountain. Come close to me. Come close to me, Moses. God calling Moses to climb the mountain. You know what God is saying? In this season, the key is pursue after me. Just like Benjamin preached, communion with the Lord is the key. And one night as we were praying, he also spoke through Benjamin that there's a spirit of witchcraft that comes against the house of God to bring accusation and to bring division. But the war, we will overcome the spirit of witchcraft, not through warfare, but through intimacy with the Lord, through communion with God. Hmm? Climbing the mountain is drawing near to God in the midst of wilderness. And God showed me this. He showed me a, a plumbing and he was saying, I'm doing a spiritual plumbing, hmm? spiritual plumbing. I'm going to remove every hindrance, hindrance out of your way as you draw near to me. And as I am removing, flushing away, flushing away every hindrances that keeps my anointing, my glory to flow in and through you. As I remove those hindrances, God says the new season is coming where there's going to be an accelerated learning, accelerated deliverance. Hmm? There's going to be a, a fast maturation process that God is going to release upon his sons and daughters. God is going to take us into the deeper realms of his glory. You may feel weak and dry and, and anxious in the middle of the wilderness, but God is saying, as you draw near to me, as you fix your eyes on me, this is a process where I'm taking you into the deeper realm of my glory. You will know me in a deeper way. You will see me. You will feel me. You will know me in a deeper way. And by doing so, you will know yourself in me. Hmm? Hmm. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, 10, we read that, right? In our weakness, his power is made perfect. When I am weak, and I am strong as we invite Christ into our wilderness. Hmm. I know it's hard to believe. It's so much easier to believe when you feel strong and full of the Holy Spirit. But the key is this. When you feel dry, cling to the promise of God. Cling to the prophetic word, prophetic promise of God. You will come out of this more blessed more strong, more whole. Can we, as sons and daughters of God, draw near, learn to draw near to God? You may ask, but pastor, what do I do when I get hit with this anxiety that cripples me? What do I do when I get hit with these negative emotions of sadness and helplessness and i feel like i don't have enough strong i don't have enough strength to draw near to god what do i do when i see so much chaos outside and inside that makes me feel hopeless i'm gonna end with this one thing i'm gonna teach you this one thing 
What do you do? How do you draw near to God and sit in stillness and wait on God? You by surfing with God. I'm getting somewhere. In this season, God is calling you and I to climb the mountain of the Lord by pursuing His presence. When we do so, God is going to teach us how to surf in the winds of, this, of His Holy Spirit. So I was watching, I was listening actually to uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf interviewing uh, Dr. Sasha Hines. And she, Dr. Sasha Hines actually talked about surf, S-U-R-F. And then as I prayed through, I thought we got to invite Christ into it. So I, I added I-N-G. So surf, S-U-R-F, is from Dr. Sasha Hines. And then I-N-G is by Sunny Robinson. <laughs> okay? So when you are hit, you know those moments where you, like all out of nowhere, your, your heart gets filled with anxiety. You get hit with anxiety or hit with uh, a sadness, right? When you get that, Often, we like to console ourselves by turning on TV or calling somebody or eating something or watching something. In that moment, instead of consoling yourself, you're going to surf. Number one, you're going to sit. You're going to surrender. You're going to sit with that anxiety. You're going to sit with that sadness. You're going to sit with that anger. You're going to sit with that lostness, loneliness. You're going to surrender hmm? and you're going to embrace it. You're going to sit with it. Number two, unfold. Watch it unfold in your body. You're, you're hit with anxiety, let's say. Then you're going to sit and be still. And you're going to watch it as you surrender to that emotion. It's going to be unfolded in your body. Recognize what are you feeling in your body. Oh, I feel tightness in my heart. Oh, I feel tightness in my neck. Whatever it is. Oh, I don't I don't know. I feel numbness. Whatever it is, watch it unfold in your body and 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 acknowledge it. R recede. You know what they say? When you get hit with those emotions, it's called they she was saying it's 90-second biochemical wave. Those emotions that you get hit it only lasts 90 seconds. I mean, you may get hit with it more after, but every hit is only lasts 90 seconds. That's why surfing, surrendering it, unfolding it, receding it, let it just, uh, uh, let it, let that, uh, emotion just, 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 uh, roll over you. As you pay attention, it will recede. Okay, and then find, lastly, F, according to Sasha, find the name of the emotion. Surrender, sit with it, unfold, let it run over you, recede, 90 seconds, and then say, I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling sad. She is saying that naming your emotion is part of regulating your emotions. And it's important that you go through these steps before you actually name it. And as you regulate your emotions, you are processing that emotion. And by doing so, right, uh, you're not going to unnecessarily uh, 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 prolong the process. And then finally, as sons and daughters of God, we're going, 
We're not going to get up after naming it. We're going to still sit there and we're going to invite Jesus. Everybody say, invite Jesus. We're going to invite Jesus into this process. And we say, Holy Spirit, Jesus, I invite you to this sadness. I invite you to this anxiety that I am feeling and just wait on him. Acknowledge him. And then next, nest in his presence. It took me a long time to find these words, guys. So nest in the presence of God. Breathe with God. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you and heal you. You know, one of the way I do is this. Sometimes I just bring in. I breathe in. When I am weak, then I am strong. Try that. Breathe in. When I am weak, breathe out, then I am strong. You allow the Holy Spirit to help you nest in his presence. And then finally, gird in his word. Gird in his word and grin. I'm gonna, I want to quickly talk about this. The word of God is the key. How did Jesus overcome the temptation of the enemy by the word of God. It is written. The way we are going to be able to overcome and draw near to God in this season is by girding ourselves in the word of God. Praying the word of God is more powerful than anything else. Girding yourself in the word of God will protect you from this demonic force that comes against you in this season. And I also added grin, smiling. I was uh, also listening to uh, uh, Caroline, Dr. Caroline Leaf interviewing, interviewing Tom Bilyeu. And this is what he says, your brain sees as truth whatever you repeat. If you think you're a failure repeatedly, then your brain believes it. If you think you're a learner, your brain believes it. So he was saying, you know, when you respond to something small, like really big, then your brain believes it as big. If somebody sent you a text, nice text, and you're like, wow, look how, look how loved I am. Just one text. Wow, I am so loved. When you respond repeatedly with, with joy, your brain believes that and releases certain chemicals. But even if something big happens and you respond moderately, huh, that's nice. You know what happens? Your brain believes it. So even if you won million dollars, but you respond, eh, the enemy will steal it anyway. Your husband does something nice. Eh, he'll never change. This, this is just, he'll never change anyway. Don't get your hopes up. When you respond negatively and moderately, even through to big things, guess what? Guess what? Your brain believes it. Hmm? So he was saying that one day he got into a fight. And when he used to, when he uh, fought with his wife, he said it would last all day. And he remember one Saturday in the morning, he got into a fight with his wife and he was like taking a walk. He's like, oh man, the whole day is wasted. And then he remembers an article he read that, that when you, 
are feeling sad to even just 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 uh, bite a pencil or pen, which make your face kind of green and it kind of helps your brain to release, right? And so he thought, oh, let me smile. Let me laugh out loud. And when he did that, he said something shifted and he was able to walk in joy and not waste a day. And he was saying, if you frown, even if nothing happened, you feel sad. But if you smile, even if nothing happened, you feel happier. So what am I saying? Often in the wilderness, this is how we, right? This is our posture. <sighs> oh, well, God is saying, gird yourself in the word. Smile. Trust in the Lord. And your brain is going to believe it. So today, as I land this airplane, today God is in inviting you and I to embrace this season of wilderness by inviting Jesus into it. Hosea 13, 15. Hmm? 13, 15, it says, therefore, oh, did I pass it? Okay. The wind of the Lord shall come up from the wilderness. The, today is the last sermon on the wind of the Holy Spirit. The key is this guy. He, God has not forsaken you. When you find yourself in the wilderness, it's because he wants to release the wind of the Lord. Why? Because he often does it in the wilderness. Hosea 2, 14, 15. Therefore, behold, I will allure her, will bring her into the wilderness. He's alluring us in this season. He's calling your name. He's going to transform the valley of trouble into the door of hope according to this word. So the key is this family. We're not forsaken. Our country is not forsaken. It's a divine invitation to draw near to God and allow the wind of the Holy Spirit to wash us to make us right, to heal us, to unite us, to empower us. 2020, you and I, we're going to come out of this wilderness, not in depression, not in weakness, not in sadness, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that 2020 is a divine year. Even though we've experienced so much pain as a country, as a church, as a family, as an individual. Father, we acknowledge the voice of God calling us from the wilderness. My daughter, my son, I am here. I'm waiting for you. I am waiting with the waters, with the healing waters to pour it over the fire of your pain. So Holy Spirit, right now, as your sons and daughters are praying, will you pray right now? Come on, close your eyes. Open your hands like this. 
Come on, surrender. Let's go surfing with God right now. Surrender. Let it unfold. Let it recede. Come on. Come on, invite Jesus right now. Invite the Holy Spirit into your bedroom, into your living room, into your soul right now. Father, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge you. We acknowledge you. And we invite you. Help us, God. Heal us, Lord. Help me not to console myself, but to sit and wait and remain in your presence so that the Holy Spirit can console me, heal me, and empower me. We thank you, God, for this divine season. We trust you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.